0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Gilmore to Say with Tara and Haley. I'm Tara. This is Haley. Hi, Haley. Hi, Tara. This is really a Gilmore to Say, Gilmore Revisited because we've decided to revisit. They shoot Gilmore's, don't they? I know. We had to do one of the big episodes. This is. This is not this the is big one. This is a huge one. episode. It's not the big one. But it's one of the big ones. But it is the big one. Yeah. As many of you know, we are recapping on Gilmore Revisited Season 3. And we finally arrived at the Shoot Gilmore Don't they, And we could not pass up an opportunity to share it with all of our besties. It's one of, if not, I believe, the best episode of Gilmore Girls. Well, I will say this one's your favorite. It is my favorite. And I have to tell you, Brett and I watched it together last night. And it was so exciting. Like, what a special moment to share that with him. To have him, like, watching it for the first time. I would love to watch this episode again for the first time. I know, I know. And he loved it. This one, and oh, I'm trying to think of what else. Probably the next several, honestly. I know, but this so one good. in particular. This yeah. is your favorite ever. It is. It is my favorite ever. And he actually asked me why after we watched it. He was like, can you tell me why? And I was like, well, I think when I was a kid, it was because this was the episode where Jess and Rory, like, it was finally going to happen. spoil it for everyone. <laughs> Listen, y'all know. Everybody here knows. If you're here with us, you already know what's happening. You already know. You know. And you've known for a long time. Yeah. But it was the episode where Dean and Rory up. And I was just so excited because, like, we've been waiting so long for Jess and Rory to get together and it's finally happening. But I think now as an adult, it goes so much deeper than that, especially doing this podcast. It's a great Townies episode. Yeah. I love the aesthetic of everything. It's an Uh, Amy episode. Kenny Ortega makes his debut as a director on this show. He sure does. just so many things about this episode are delicious. It feels like every scene like lends to the episode which as exactly. we found if you're watching if you're following along on Patreon the last episode we did take the devil eggs eight o'clock the oasis those are just like no plot, just vibes. Truly. I literally wrote down more story happens in this episode than episodes three through five combined. Yeah. And that's exactly how you know it was an Amy episode. I wonder how much she had to cut oh, of I this. Because there's so much story in here. Well, uh, before we get into the story, I did a TikTok last year kind of breaking down this episode. Yeah. But it was because of all of the references that are in it. So many. And it's truly because of Amy. Like, this is just like, has her name all over it. But it oh, starts sure. with the name of the episode. Yeah. And They shoot Gilmore's don't they which is a reference to a 1969 film based on a book from the 1930s called they shoot horses don't they Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until i i couldn't find the actual movie to watch yeah it's not available easily to stream but when i did this i watched the trailer of it and there's so many parts of it and i like read the plot synopsis on wikipedia of course yeah and there's so many pieces of it that like get referenced that you don't quite realize like yeah one of the big like moments in the trailer is like the camera is coming down from the disco ball and then zooms over the entire dance marathon. (gasps) I wrote that that down too and it was kind of more of a guess because I had done my you know due diligence and did my research on the title of it and I was like when the disco ball comes down onto the dance floor given the the picture the the cover art on yeah. Wikipedia, I was like, I wonder if this is a reference to how they actually shot. Yeah. Wow. That's totally amazing. Was. <laughs> that's so cool. But like the the ideas like Dance Marathon were big in the 1930s. They mm-hmm. were, you know, done for a prize. They weren't done for charity, though Lorelai is obsessed with winning a prize. And so that's why they're dressed like they're from the 1930s because it's yeah. very, it's a period Piece, you know, yeah. but there was a runaround in. They I shoot know. horses, don't they? Yeah, so we have the runaround. Yeah, but it is important to note that this movie is not a happy, fun time. Oh no, this is a psychological drama. This is like a lot of death, very dark well, psychological Taylor destruction. References, <laughs> when Taylor references if you're having stroke-like symptoms, just like go Please, off to the side to collapse the dance yeah well someone in the movie dies of a heart attack and they just yes. take them off to the side to, like, literally the they're collapse like well moment. <laughs> he's been disqualified and we're like um yeah in more ways than one my guy yeah, like yeah um but Jane Fonda was the lead in this how fun she is that is. isn't that crazy well, Jane. yeah she's done so much the reason that I bring that up about the dark aspect to it is because this marathon lasts for like weeks and basically weeks into the marathon to add spark to the paying spectators enthusiasm the MC stages a series of derbies in which Many of the contestants have to run around the dance floor with the last three couples being eliminated. Like this was meant to be kind of a spectacle for the people coming to watch the way that these people fall apart. Like the tagline of the movie is people are the ultimate spectacle. Yeah. It's crazy. Jess being the audience (laughs) to the spectacle. But I will say... Being the audience and the spectacle. We don't mind it. All at the same time. In this video, this TikTok, my research was just me watching my TikTok from last year. (laughs) Love. She made a really good point, me did, about maybe like a parallel here, which is that the title of this movie comes from the end of it, which one of the characters wants to unalive herself, so she Mm -hmm. goes to a pier, the end of the pier, to do it, but another character comes along and she can't do it so he does it for her Mm -hmm. and when asked about it he says they shoot horses don't they like put them out of their misery and she i keep referencing me as if i was a different person who had this thought (laughs) was that the like parallel to that is like dean is that yeah didn't want to be with dean she wanted to be with jess and so jess i mean not just dean he was the the Robert character, like, they shoot horses, don't they? Yeah. They shoot them horses. You put them out of yeah. their misery when they don't want to be with you anymore. There so you go. So they can be with Jess. So he does it for her. Wow. That's yeah. so true. You're so, so right. This was a very heavy-handed episode from Amy. I know. I'm excited yeah, lots to get of parallels. into it. Taking something dark and, and making it light, because this is obviously yeah. a very lighthearted episode. And yeah, for the most part. And it's one that is very well <laughs> loved very beloved within the fandom so it's interesting that she took a story that was so so dark and very like psychologically destructive and turned it into one of the most celebrated episodes of this show because remind me this is the 50th episode yes it is yeah, oh, wow. And then the 100th episode is going to be Wedding Mel Blues, another banger. So good. Dang. Nothing but bangers. <laughs> yeah. But you know, one last fun fact about this film. As of 2023, this film holds the record for the most Oscar nominations without one for Best Picture. Oh, really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? This movie still holds up. It was very well received. It was a critical and commercial success, according to Wikipedia, grossed $12.6 million on a budget of $4.86 million. Which, like, and LOL, 1969. 1969. <laughs> huge, but it became the 17th highest grossing film of 1969. Isn't that oh, insane? Wow. I had never heard of this movie before. I had heard of... What the... was the highest grossing? Oh, I don't know. I didn't look. Oh, okay. But I, I hadn't even heard of this, but I had heard of the phrase before. You know, they shoot horses, don't they? They shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Because of, you know, the title yeah. of this episode being my favorite since I was a, a, a little teeny tiny oh, really? babe. <laughs> yeah. But I had heard this before. They've made many a reference to it in pop culture, but never... Have I ever looked into the actual movie itself and dang. Yeah. Crazy. It's 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 so much deeper than you think it is. Cause it's know. Just, you think it's the title, but Amy said, No way. No way. I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna parallel show you. the shit out of this movie. Anyway, so let's of, get out, let's into our it. little breakdown. If you're with us on Patreon, you know the drill. You know what mm-hmm. we're about to do. hmm This is episode seven of season three. They shoot Gilmores, don't they? If you missed that already from the amount of <laughs> times we already said it. <laughs> Welcome. It was written by Amy Sherman-Palladino. She wrote a lot in this season, which we love. And it was directed, like you said, by Kenny Ortega, who directs, I think, 12 episodes in total in the series. But he directs a lot of, like, really movement-based episodes. Like, he directed, like, You Jump, I Jump, Jack, and um, this one, which I feel like, you know, his high school musical choreography know. life is coming to play here. It really is. Brett asked me if all of the episodes he directs in Gilmore Girls are like dance episodes and I said no but there is movement. Yeah, because he also directed Friday Night's Alright for Fighting. Yeah, which so. is not dancing. It is dancing no. through dialogue. But it's and like it the choreography a of, of the, the camera. It's more choreography heavy yeah. yes yeah totally we love it yeah this aired on november 12 2002 mm. a little fall episode very fall very so very fall, fall. We love this I one love it the description in the dvd box set is Lorelai and rory partner for a 24-hour dance marathon couples couples everywhere dancing arguing holding each other up shooting each other down Dot, dot, dot. And changing partners. <gasps> that's gorgeous. What I a think gorgeous description. Low-key think that's one of my favorite ones thus far. Like maybe Same. in like season one, two, and three. Because I love that it alludes to what's about to happen. It's very clever. It's very yeah. cheeky. But it doesn't give it away. Because oftentimes in the box set and on Netflix, we're like, you just gave the yeah. whole plot away. Why would we need to watch the episode now? They love giving it away. <laughs> yeah, they love to tell us the entire story. You don't need this one. Just skip this one. Sometimes <laughs> that is totally the vibe. So speaking of the Netflix description, Lorelai forces Rory to be her partner at the Stars Hollow Dance Marathon, where Rory can't stop arguing with a boy, and another definitely notices. Mm, okay, fine. Not, not strong, as bad as I they pick usually the are. I like the box set too. Usually that they just tell you the whole. But I the love away, shooting right people down and changing partners. And wow. changing partners. <gasps> I love it. Oh, Because that's I our can favorite part, more. is it not? <laughs> yes. So lay the chapter titles on us. One free coffee. Two, Stanley, semicolon, mooning history. Mm. Mooning history. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not here at all, am I? Three, gotta dance. Four, exhausted bodies, comma, frayed nerves. Mm. Five, one hour left. Six end credits. Mm. That five, one hour left is like really intense. It really is because everything happens over the course of 13 minutes. Like not even, yeah. Yeah. Everything falls apart in 13 minutes. It's insane. We'll get into it. So let's start at Luke's. Free coffee. Oh, the way we open this is so beautiful. The music, the pumpkins, the 50th annual dance marathon. This is fall. This oh. is Gilmore Girls. When fall, I think the fall in Stars Hollow, this it's this. It really is. Now, no what's interesting ever. to me is that 50th annual means that they started doing this in 1952. But now knowing the parallels of they shoot horses, don't they? I really really wish that they had started this in 1969 to mm. really align with this movie. Like that would have been a funny Easter egg. Yeah. Oh, but I wonder, they don't really feel like they do anything 50th anniversary anyways. Mm. So it's like, that kind of feels like a throwaway. They could have lined it that's up. That's what i saying. Or maybe since 1935 when, I think that's when the book came out. Yeah, something adapting. like that. Because that mm. could have been really cool to throw in because there are so many parallels. Yeah. And it was very cleverly, Crafted. Yeah. So we're just adding more. (laughs) Now we're just adding more in, you know? But I love when they open with dialogue over a continuous shot. Yeah. That's like not where the dialogue is taking place. And in this case, it's Lorelei and Luke talking about people who are passing by the window in Luke's, but we're watching the town kind of set up and get ready for this dance marathon. We're really setting the scene. I love it. It kind of is reminiscent of Star Crossed. Yes. The last one that we covered on here. (laughs) You know what else it's reminiscent of? to I don't think I remember how that starts. She says, so I've decided I'm saving myself for William Holden. Wow, it's oh, really nice yeah. out here in the field because they're in Dozy's Market shopping for baskets. But it's actually a shot of them setting up this. Like the Renaissance style yeah. signage. Yeah. And I would argue that those are the three major like town event episodes in each season. Starcross Lovers, A to A Tasket, and now the Dance Marathon. <sighs> Look at it love wow. it crazy not the town perfectly I love it so much so we cut to Luke's finally and we're there with Lorelai and Luke as they're arguing again over like you know people passing by and who she should pick as her dance partner we get one cup of coffee love love finally but I love the way they set this up here this entire cold open we've talked about this a lot on Gilmore Revisited that like sometimes they're super short they're Blips. Sometimes they're at Friday night dinners and they have not a lot of context to do with what we're about to watch. But this sets up the episode so nicely. You yeah. get the shot of the town. You get Lorelai talking about how she needs a really good dance partner, telling you about how everything went down the year before. Yeah. Taylor comes in, asks Luke about the coffee. It's so perfectly done. I love the Luke and Lorelei here because this feels like them at their like peak. pre-lover best. Yeah, yes, for that, sure. Like when he's like, "I know the story. I know the story. I know this." <laughs> And there's this like moment, though, when she like looks at him, she's like thinking about having a partner and he's like, you'll find one out there. Oh, no. Do you think that if this had been like five more minutes of them doing this, that Luke would have maybe agreed to be Lorelei's dance partner? Never, never in a million years. He won't even give free coffee. He's not going to dance. But you don't think he would do that for her? No, we're not there yet. Like build an ice skating room for her level? Oh, for sure. And what's interesting is he does end up being her dance partner when they do get together in... Last week fights this week tights. Oh, they do. But he's not ready yet. That's he's okay. not, I don't I think he likes doing things for her in, in private. Yeah. He's not he's not He's an acts of service to, guy. Yeah. I don't there's think there's no get out real there love for language her. for being a dance partner, I don't think. <laughs> Physical touch. I don't think they've made one up yet. Yeah, I guess there's physical touch. <laughs> Act, acts of service, physical touch, quality, t- quality time. Quality time. It's a lot I of think time. it's all of them, actually. It's all of them rolled into one. Yeah. Being her dance partner would be all of them rolled into one. Yeah. That's fair. That's Thanks very valid. Yeah. Anyway, she goes on to tell him the story about how she was someone's partner last year. And by that someone, I mean Henry Ho-Ho McAfee III. And who gave him that name? I would like yeah. to know. Please give... Please Who gave provide him name the and nickname. Ho ho,
1: <laughs> and I'm Why trying they to say, "Hate
0: him." Stay with me, ho ho, and he's like, "Stop make, stop calling me ho ho. It's making me hungry." Oh, so well told. Such think a good maybe... <laughs> description. I think the nickname then came from her. You know, it could have. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she called him ho ho. She's like Henry McAfee the I don't know. Yeah. Let's call you ho ho. Ho ho. I love it. I love it so much. So again. Luke says, you're going to find him. He's out there. Keep looking. And that's when Taylor comes in. And you know what? Brett pointed out something really interesting to me that I don't think I've ever thought about. He had to pause it and he was like, is this Luke's? And I was like, yes, this is Luke's. He was like, we've never been at Luke's at this angle before because they are kind of coming at it from like next to the cash register. It's a very new angle for, for us. Is it? Yes. It kind of makes Luke's expand a little bit. It's very interesting. We've never seen someone come in from this wide of a shop before in this corner. And I thought it was really huh. well done. Yeah, I it don't makes know. it look spacious. Is it the first time? It's the first time I noticed. Yeah. Because I feel like we've come from the angle of like the cash register, but much closer in. Like you could see the cash register. Like where that little like table thing is Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or like the little counter in the back I don't know I'll have to I'd have to like go back and see because I don't know that it's the first time but we definitely continue from this angle like the camera expands from here yeah I I don't know it just it when Brett mentioned it I was like you're totally right I don't remember Luke's from this angle as often it's usually more not, I don't want to say it's a close-up, but it's tighter. Yeah. It's never this wide. But it was very cool. I liked it. I thought yeah. it was shot very well. Breathe in deep, folks. Smells like fall. <laughs> Get out, Taylor. Why? Just a coat I live by. <laughs> it's just this is when I wrote down that I love the way they set up this entire dance marathon between Lorelai, then Luke, then it bounces to Taylor and Luke, then it bounces back to Luke and Lorelai. Yeah. It's, and the, it's or so good. briefly to... Lorelai and Taylor. (laughs) I guess, yeah, with her entertaining the idea of him maybe being her dance partner. Yeah, why would she want that? (laughs) But before we get there, Taylor asks Luke if he'll set up, you know, a little coffee stand. And Luke is totally into the idea for a buck a cup and taylor's like no this is for charity and he's like no i'm not about to participate in this event again for this stupid bridge that we've been raising money for years and years no we've raised that money it's a tarp to cover the bridge yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like okay i need to sit down now it's just i love it i love like i love that they're throwing this entire dance marathon to pay for a tarp to cover this bridge that they have been in the process of old muddy bridge i guess it's going to be new and not rained on now That's They have to change the name of it. so good. It's so good. But Luke ends up saying, I will do it, but I am charging for the coffee. And good for him. Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, I get it's for charity, but. But the charity, it's a tarp. It's a tarp. (laughs) We'll be fine. Yeah, because uh, the Tennessee Williams lookalike contest is how they raise the money for the bridge. (laughs) Right over the top. I love it Uh, so much. But as we um, make our way into the intro, why has the intro on Netflix not changed yet? It's still in the wrong aspect ratio. Is it really? Oh. Yeah. I mean, is that? You want to know what else is wrong with the opening credits, but specifically on this episode, Milo Ventimiglia is not credited. <gasps> is he? He's not he's in the not? opening credits, and he's not in like the little names that flash during Friday night dinner. <gasps> Why? It's very weird. I have no idea. <gasps> oh my gosh. Mm. It's very, very odd. That is weird. Someone's agent was angry about that. Someone, Someone being... was probably very Milo? mad. Mm. We have notes that... on the opening credits. <laughs> Anyway, so like I said, we go to Friday night dinner. Lorelai loves chicken and she loves trophies. Super chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Super chicken. Oh my gosh. This is where I can really feel Amy's energy because like it is very like it's I just feel Amy's energy throughout this. Because Lorelai's in a really like storytelling mode in this episode. Like we start with telling the stories about the dance marathon. She's telling the story about. When she got asked to homecoming in, in mm-hmm. ninth grade, mm-hmm. Stanley Appleman—he's brand new in town and apparently fresh off the Riverdance tour. Yeah, how did you end up in Stars Hollow? You know, know. settle down after the Riverdance tour. They have a lot of new characters kind of breeze through in season three. Like these early episodes are giving us, like you know, Dwight. Oh, yeah, Dwight. Bernie, um, Bernie, whose house he moved into. Oh, I can't remember the last name. Beanie, know. um. Beanie Morrison's old place. Beanie, Beanie Morrison. Morrison. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's so interesting. Stanley Appelman and his wife are new in town and they're participating yeah. in this dance marathon. You know, we get a lot of new faces at this dance marathon. It's just very yeah. really interesting to me. You know, I bet his wife works at Stars Hall General. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. I believe it. She's in the hospital drama. Yeah. I just love how Emily's like, oh, charitable events are so wonderful. Like participating yeah. in these and she's like winning a trophy's nice too. <laughs> a trophy is really great too. Have I mentioned the trophy? Because it's big. Now, when Lorelai says... I'm completely jazzed. How about you Mr. Potato? I'm completely jazzed too. I quoted this daily. The amount of times I'm going to say that in this episode is extreme. Get your pen and paper out. You are about to learn a lot about 14-year-old Tara. <laughs> it's my favorite. She quoted thing, this though. episode infinitely. See, this is this is where like I feel like I love watching 1 2 and 3 with you because it's so true. <laughs> when we get to season 5, It's like gonna be insufferable watching it with me. I just have to No, I'm just I your entire personality is really gonna come together for all involved. Not just me, but everybody who's listening to it. But truly when we watch season five, you're all gonna be like, Oh, oh, this all (laughs) makes sense. Unfortunately. (laughs) No, I love it. I can't wait to get there. But Lorelai is being completely jazzed. Is about to be interrupted because her phone starts ringing. Yeah. And she picks up. I'm glad she did because this is a great conversation to listen to. Yeah. Well, this is where we get that like Emily and Luke are the same person because she's Mm. like demanding she get off her cell phone at dinner. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Just another little parallel between the two of them. I know. Yeah. No cell phones. And when Lorelai gets on the phone, you can hear that she's on the phone with Stanley and she's asking him like, what What are you talking about? Like, how did your wife get a picture of me, Stanley? I don't want to sleep with you. Well, did you tell her I don't want to sleep with you? We'll put her on the phone. I'll tell her I don't want to sleep with you. Couldn't Somebody's got to tell her I don't want to sleep with you. Why are you insulted all of a sudden? It's so good. It's I like Lauren on the other end of that. a phone call is so gorgeous. And them cutting to Emily and being her just being like, okay, okay, all right. I bet you she's glad she picked up the phone too. Yeah. But anyway, Lorelai comes back into the room. She's all pootie. And I understand why. Now, for the longest time, I did not understand two things about this scene because I was so young when I started watching the show. I had no idea who Fisher Stevens was when they start talking about the, you know, apparently I'm Elizabeth Taylor, which makes her Debbie Reynolds and uh, Stanley Eddie Fisher. And he's no Eddie Fisher. Let me tell you, Fisher Stevens, maybe. But Fisher Stevens is like a very notable actor. And when he was younger, he was definitely very handsome. I know him from being on uh, the television series Friends. He plays Roger in one episode. He's a guy who comes in and dates Phoebe and like psychoanalyzes all of her friends. And he's very annoying. Why would he be Fisher Stevens then? I don't know. I think it was meant to be an insult. Oh, yeah. OK. But that's why I was like, I, I didn't know who he was until like I was an adult. But then in looking at him, I was like, oh, that's hilarious. That is funny because he is kind of like in his older age, which, you know, he was starting to get to that, obviously, by like the late 90s, yeah. early 2000s, like middle age. He was definitely a little like, you know, like derpy looking. So I yeah. maybe it wasn't quite that he was ugly, no. but it's like like he's he's average. Yeah. He's Averagely an average good Joe looking. kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No Eddie Fisher But then the second part of this That I never understood until now Which just made me belly laugh When I watched this Was when you know Lorelai's all upset And Emily's like Hey at least she said you look like Elizabeth Taylor That was nice And Lorelai's like But I don't have a partner And Rory goes You'll find a new one And Emily goes Elizabeth Taylor always did (laughs) <laughs> I never understood that because Elizabeth Taylor was married so many times, and it was yeah. just—it was such a gorgeous but like perfect Emily reference. I yeah. loved it. We love when adult us is finally like on board, cracking the brains on young us. <laughs> like, oh yes, yeah. Elizabeth Taylor always did. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, and then I love. She was like. And you can make my asparagus talk if you want. Uh, yeah, maybe next week. <laughs> I just love how like we start at the top and we've made our way to the bottom. Like her mood has completely shifted and she's so pooty and I feel sad for her. Okay. Referencing back though to 8 o'clock at the Oasis, did you not feel like, and I know the answer to this every time I get these feelings, but... It kind of felt like Emily was going to be like, I'll help you find a partner. Mm. Or like, why don't you go with Peyton Sanders? Or like, why don't I find you someone? Mm. Or like something along those lines. It felt like that was going to be introduced to the plot. Because the last time we saw Emily was when that Friday night dinner and or I guess when she went over there to exchange the lamp in 8 o'clock at the Oasis and Richard called Mm. her and they were like this whole thing about Peyton Sanders. And then the next time we see her, they're talking about dance partners and like relationship vibes you yeah. know so you would think that emily would have been like i'll help you find a partner well i wonder if she was just kind lines. of like no nah, after what happened you know a couple of weeks ago or whatever a couple episodes ago yeah. to us it's like i don't know if i want to get involved here <laughs> though i feel like it's off for involved. emily to not want to be involved for sure for sure yeah yeah i don't know so that's i think so that that's that's why i was like truly eight o'clock at the oasis could have been taken out and we never would have been oh, any the wiser no. and i feel like that is kind of where I see that the yeah, most. for sure. That it's like... Where did that where that whole storyline go? Yeah. But I knew the answer was she's not going mm. to. But it felt yeah, I like felt like it could have been an away. opportunity for her to do that. Yeah, no, there yeah. was too much story here for that. Though that would have been a, th- yeah. a fun wrench for her to throw in. It's kind of like the bit of basket. I guess we already saw it before, where like Patty meddles in and brings like three guys who are all bidding for her attention, yeah. and then Luke has to step in. So I guess it, we kind of did already see that in a way, but just not from Emily because that mm. would have been really interesting if she was like, "I found you three different escorts," and they all show up to the dance marathon. And she's like. I I just want to dance with my daughter <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know but it would have been very interesting yeah. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category including beauty clothing electronics home department stores pets and more and as you all know I love shopping through the Rakuten app Every time I shop online, I always start there to see what the cashback deals are. It's incredibly user-friendly, membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. The best part is you can maximize your savings by stacking cashback on top of other deals because the app lets you know what the store sales and coupons are at your favorite places to shop. Speaking of favorite places to shop, I love shopping Anthropologie's post-holiday sale where they put their clearance on clearance. This year, not only did I get savings on top of savings, but I also got cash back by shopping their sale through Rakuten. Cashback rates are changing daily, so make sure that you check their site or your app to snag the best deals. Start all of your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app like me to start your saving today. Your cashback really adds up. I don't know what it is, but cowboy boots are magic. Since they've arrived, I've worn my Tacovis boots almost every day. I have the Annie in Midnight. I know you have the Annie in Bone. I do. But they make me feel so powerful because, of course, it is my dream to be a cowgirl. Yes, I know this about you, but I also (laughs) know you've told me that you wear them. new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code GILMORE at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, only at tacovas.com. That's t e c o v a s.com and point your toes west. Then we go to Chilton. It's been a while since we've been at Chilton. Rory doesn't go to school anymore. Apparently not. I think the last <laughs> time we saw Paris was in application anxiety, so it's good to see her again. Madeline and Louise need to calm down in the back there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. A lot of making out. Of school girls. A lot of making out in this in this episode. Anyway, <laughs> so they start talking about how they have to work on Saturday because they are putting together the 75th anniversary issue of the Franklin, and this is where the yeah. What is it? Mooning history? Is that what the yeah. chapter title was called? Very appropriate. But I have to say, Madeline has a point here when she's like, why is it the 75th anniversary issue that we have to, you know, put all this energy into? And she's like, because we'll only ever have one 75th anniversary issue. And she's like, "But we have the 74th anniversary issue and there will never be another one of those. She's totally right. Yeah. This is like such Madeline logic <laughs> where it's like we're following it and we're like, like, she has a point. It's true. But like, again, it's 75. Yeah. Who cares about 74? The people who worked on it 74 years Probably ago did, did. <laughs> there was a deep fried mars bar on the cover we're working saturday <laughs> it's so paris's journey in this which is obviously like very arbitrary compared to the rest of the episode and what it centers around but it is a good starting point for her relationship with jamie which is going to unfold in this yeah. season like it's so interesting to watch the way she goes from being so tightly wound to so unfurled but like in a very relaxed way the next time we see yeah. her the last time we see her in this episode because as she's walking towards the i guess the entrance to Chilton right yeah i guess school's yeah. over why? Why do we have to do this, Paris? Blah 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 blah, blah. Completely stops at the sight of Jamie, who we forgot all about, or I forgot all about. Brett literally went, "Who uh, is that?" I said, "That's Jamie." Uh, that's Jamie. <laughs> Hi, Jamie. Jamie just leaning against the the wall, looking so. He cute. does look very cute. But like, why is he dressed like a college professor instead of a college student? I like his aesthetic. I'm not gonna no, lie. No, he definitely that, looks like, very cute. That light academia look, you know, the way that he's looking <laughs> at her. I love everything about this. I know, but it just made me laugh because I was like, "You're like, this is my professor Jamie, <laughs> and this is she my lo- she loves the she professor, does love not doesn't doesn't professor. She? There you go. This was a foreshadowing Jamie was moment. Cosplaying and we didn't as even her know. Fantasies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All he needed to do was like spray paint his hair gray anyway and that's where that stops <laughs> i love this moment where she looks at rory and she's like what do i do and she's like go ask him why he's here why are you here <laughs> well before that she says i already wrote his name in my notebook <laughs> paris here's the thing i would have too because you haven't called this girl since your date in washington three months ago is that what she says yeah this is also like so 2002 though like, he could have said it as his away message. That's very thinking true. Thinking of Paris. <laughs> dreaming of Paris. You know? So it's like, not like he was going to text her, see her in social media in any way. So it's like, if he didn't call her, like, that's it. So, that's, but that's, I feel what like, I'm I feel like that feels different no, but like, than it did now. Right? Because she wasn't like checking his story a la all of us would or have one of our friends do it. So we didn't have to be seen as having um looked at it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, It just, I just think that that's, I don't know. I would probably feel the same way. I would be like, no, totally. But I just love that Paris literally wrote his name in a revenge notebook. I need to know who else is in this. (laughs) Who's been crossed out. Did you go home and like erase his name or is it in Sharpie? Can you not do that? Can you never erase it? Is it like the burn book? It's there forever. Like you said, what does he want? Go find out. What do you want? What do you want? (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. And then she said, did you forget my number? No, I memorized memorized your your number. number. Kill me. Kill me, Jamie. You didn't want to use my number. And he's like, well, I've been busy with class. And I'm like, Jamie, you couldn't have picked up the phone once and called this girl once? I just, I love the like, I don't know. It's just like such romance novel vibes of like, I didn't want a distraction. You would have been a distraction. Mm. But like not talking to you became the distraction. And I had to talk to you. I'm like... (laughs) I know. okay, Jamie. But this is also like this lends to a lot of at least the excuses that I used to give people, like the slack I used to give guys where it's just like, well, they're not talking to me because they don't want to be distracted by me. So that's the whole reason why they haven't communicated. Did this influence you? Not specifically, (laughs) but I just think this was a lot of like, like you said, this was in romance novels. This was in television. This was in a lot of what we were consuming. So I think it was a lot easier for us to be like, oh, well, they're busy, but I bet they're thinking about me kind of a thing. Yeah, <laughs> he has my number totally. Yeah. memorized. Yeah. So like, I, I <laughs> see both sides the of case. it, which I do agree can be very yeah. cute. But I also think can be a little damaging. <laughs> yeah. But in Jamie's case, I think it ends up being the good for side sure. Because I just love when he holds her hand and he said, if I let go, how fast will you run away? I know. Jamie, 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 Jamie. But I love when she says to him, now either pull a Boxing Helena or give me back my hand. Do you know what Boxing Helena is? I don't. Tell me. It was a movie about a man who becomes obsessed with a woman after she gets in a hit and run accident, kidnaps her and starts cutting off her limbs. Very big misery vibes. This movie also starred Sherilyn Fenn. She's the woman who gets her limbs cut off. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. We love when it all comes around. I know, but I was just like, <laughs> either pull a boxing Helena or give me back my hand. Paris cut it would off. say something like that. Like, like either, either take, take it, with it you or give it back to me. <sighs> I love her oh, so much. Yeah. She, she's so funny. This is one of my favorite Paris Rory interactions then when he, you know, takes her books and they go get coffee and he goes, he, he took, took my, my books. books, we'll, we'll go, go get them back. back. I love it so much. It is. All in all, it's very cute. For as many, like, you know, devil's advocate as I just played in this scene. Yeah. Like, I do love it. It's oh, very cute. Such cutie Jamie yeah. vibes. I love Jamie. I do too. And that's the thing Unfortunately. is that, like, I think that he is such a good boyfriend to Paris, in the long run of what we from see from what we see yeah. so like that is also why I cut him slack because I just think he's such a sweetie, and I love yeah. this as her first relationship. So I'm very excited for what's to come here. I had forgot that this was one of the storylines in this I know. episode because I was like, because oh, well, again, it's oh, such a episode. Yeah, and I was kind of like, oh, let's get back to Stars Hollow, and I was like, no, okay, we're just kidding, so I do. So we do get back to <laughs> Stars Hollow. We go to Lorelei's. I'm assuming sometime that night, maybe a couple nights later. Hi, Dean. Yeah. Where have you been? And look who it is! Not that I totally missed you. Where did but... you come from? Where did you go? Yeah. <laughs> Now, did you ever do this? Did you ever call and hang up on a boy? I think this was probably harder for us no. because we had caller AD. I don't. No. They literally called Dave so <laughs> many times in a row. <laughs> I would have star 69 them like three phone calls ago. But like, who is this? Yeah. Who is this? Yeah. Ugh. And he answered every time. But no, I never it's did so this. Cute. Did you do this? Uh, maybe. I don't really remember. Yeah. Probably. Probably in some way yeah. or another. Definitely can't do it no. now. No, definitely not. Unless you blocked the number, but it just seems oh, like so complicated. It seems so like a risky. lot of hoops to jump through just to be like, who are they with? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel like one of our episodes, we're going to have to like break down like old technology. Cause when we were watching um, Eight O'Clock at the Oasis and Rory was paging someone, I'm like, I feel like so many girlies watching this have no idea I know. what a pager Isn't that does. Crazy? <laughs> it's so crazy. We'll have to go through yeah. and talk about all of like the 2000s technology that was used in the show. Cause it's yeah. very interesting. Now, I'm going to say something. That is going to surprise everyone. But what? I actually liked Dean in this scene. <gasps> no, I hated Dean in this scene. I just thought he was being like, like he was like teasing and being silly, and he was kind of like causing a ruckus. And it's just like terrible. I everyone just I gasped. Know, we all just I heard it. All, all of the listeners. Did. I love that he's like teasing her. He's like, maybe he's home alone with a girl. <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Dean. Yeah, I bad. kind of love when Lane gets picked on I like do that because like, it's like what? why are you doing this <laughs> so it's just like yeah. <laughs> he provides a lot of the comedic relief that surrounds something that girls used to do all of the time and yeah. I just I just think it's so funny I love that Roy also admits that like she used to do it today yeah. he's like well why didn't you say something and she's like you don't understand and he's like I I love the balance that he provides moreover To, like, this conversation that Rory and Lane have probably had 4,000 times over not just Dave, but any boy in general. They definitely had it over Dean, and now they're having it over Dave. It's just very cute. I will issue the caveat that, like, I am very much, like, on board with Dean in this episode because of what's to come. (gasps) Wow. I know. Tara, a lot of people just went, (gasps) It's the only time it's going to happen. There's a lot of people that I imagine are really happy about that. A lot of teen Dean girlies don't feel very seen. Sure. Maybe you're backing them up today. Look at that. we'll get into it as we continue to move through. But it's also because, like, we haven't seen him in a while. Thank God. He's not really heavily (laughs) into, you know, the first few episodes. (laughs) Sorry. That's a wrong time to take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen him in a while. I haven't been annoyed by him. I'm refreshed. <laughs> I've taken a nice step away because yeah. we haven't. We he haven't really break, seen him since like maybe episode one of this season. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Oh no, we saw him in episode three in Application Anxiety when he was asking Rory oh, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, like what's gonna happen to us. And he got paged in the last. He did episode. get paged, but we never got to see him. So yeah, I've had a nice little breakaway, a nice little dean vacation. It's been kind of nice. Yeah. And now he's back, and so you feel recharged. Well, I think that knowing what's to come in this episode and we can talk about it when we get there. I'm a little bit like, yeah, man, I get it. I get it. I get where you're at. So anyway, I just think he provides good balance in this scene, personally. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But speaking of this scene, Lorelai comes in. She pulls Rory into the kitchen because she wants to talk to her about something. And this is where we get some discrepancies when they start to have this conversation because Lorelai says hey I figured out who can be my dance partner I love the way that they do this she's like bye no no well listen first of all you love me not right at this moment I don't (laughs) I love it so much but Rory's listing all the reasons why she can't do this right so let's start with the biggest one this is Dean's first marathon where has he been this marathon has been going on for 50 years or where was it last year I don't know it Mm. happened Dean was out of town it happened the last two years (laughs) And I can understand the year prior, they had just started dating. They weren't officially really dating yet. Fine. But last year. Dean was out of town. Must have been. Or working. Something to that effect. Yeah. Andrew gets in a fight. She's going to show him all of these things, though. That's the whole reason why she wants to do it. Andrew gets in a fight with his date 15 minutes in. Which he does get into a fight, but not 15 minutes in. But I do love the bits about, like, Taylor getting punched drunk and Kirk's victory lap to the Rocky theme. That's cute. But those yeah. couple of discrepancies, I was just like, this is Dean's first marathon. Where has this man been? And also, yeah. Andrew does not get into a fight within the first 15 minutes. It's even better. It's not. No, it's, it's hour six. Oh. And they go right on time. And I'm like, right on time from my calculations, he's about five hours and forty five minutes late. Yeah, well, that's okay. <laughs> that's there's time in this episode. I know a lot of people have said that like they get so lost on what time. yeah, and we'll and, and we'll get into in that because it, it jumps a lot, and a lot of it makes sense. but there are some moments that kind of don't make sense, which is fine.
1: You know, they were just doing
0: their best. But um, we'll get into those when we get to the actual marathon, which we're about to get to, but not before we go to Chilton. Back Back to to Chilton Chilton for biology class, chemistry class, unsure, some sort of science class. I think it's biology because they've got the little microscopes. microscopes. Exactly. But Paris is late. Paris comes running in because she slept in. And I love that this woman goes, you're (laughs) kidding. Yeah, the delivery was gorgeous, Mrs. Savette, I think is her name. Incredible, I love yes, her me too. She's just as shocked as we, we are. We are all and Rory jaws on the floor. And Rory goes over, expecting some sort of pushback, mm-hmm. expecting this. I to think like, she was kind of relying on the pushback as well. She was like, "Please yeah. push back, please push back." Okay, rather this not going in her in her favor yeah. in that she would say they have to work, which was in her favor, yeah. um, but she was just like, "Okay." But I love that before that, she's like, so there's this event in my town. Pig race, dance marathon. I was close. I was close. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is so random. but I love Teal Redman, who plays Louise. I love her makeup here for some reason. I don't know why. She just looks oh, I didn't very notice. like porcelain doll. I don't know why. She just looks mm. really, really good here. I love the two of them. We haven't seen oh, them in a second. We're I like literally really- wrote down the two of them are so iconic. Yeah. What did she say? What did you say? <laughs> I said, we don't have to work Saturday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then they start running around looking for men to date. It's yeah. just so. It's I've got just, two over I here. <laughs> Louise, i got two over here. So good. Uh. But then Rory is not so concerned with her plans for Saturday, but she's more concerned, not concerned, but intrigued about her friend Paris. Or should I say mac and cheese Paris? Who can't stop smiling. She can too. No, she can't. Oh, I love yeah. so much. I just love that she, Rory says, must be special or Ted Bundy Paris provides. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie must be special or Ted Bundy. It's either one or the other. But um, when Rory goes, wow, he likes you, that's something that I've adapted to uh, my jargon in my life. Like, I'm like, wow, he likes you. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so cute. I love the way she says that. But this is when we kind of get a glimpse into the Madeline Louise-Paris friendship Mm -hmm. dynamic here, because Paris asks Rory, please do not tell Madeline and Louise about this. And she's like, but they're your best friend. She's like, yeah, theoretically, but if I tell them about something like this, they're going to start singing the Trojan Man commercial song at me. (laughs) Maybe they should (laughs) have. <laughs> yeah honestly but it's just so interesting because like rory speaks to they're your best friend she's like mm, in theory they're yeah. my best friends but it sounds like they're my best friends for certain things yeah. and they're my v- best friends on the surface yeah but they're not really my best friends well which like alludes like they're not my best friends but i'm telling you mm-hmm. and i don't want you to say anything mm-hmm. so is it just I because of happenstance like rory was there rory knows jamie or do you think she would have Talk to her about it because she saw Jess and Dean and... I think it's a combination. Yeah. Yeah, because she's already gone through this experience with Paris and there's the rub with the whole Jess and Dean thing, like you said. So, like, there's already a foundation there for... You know, having these conversations about guys. And as we've spoken to, there's the rub has a deleted scene where the two of them really get into, you know, the nitty gritty. Well, Paris tries to get into the nitty gritty with her and she's like, he likes you, you know. And she's like, yeah, well, he's my boyfriend. No, I'm talking about Jess. So like she's already kind of broached that territory with rory and so for that to return the favor especially because rory helped her get ready for this date with jamie and they kind of bonded in that as well you know so i think it's a combination speaking of the coffee with jamie though why do you think that made paris oversleep do you think they hung out together so late and then like paris had to stay up and do her homework or do you think they were out together really late and like paris overslept or do you think paris stayed up like you know having this like enchanted by Taylor Swift moment, like I was enchanted to meet you, like just like reminiscing I think it's about both the last two. Like yeah. I think they stayed out rather late, but then she was up all night just kind of being like, oh my God, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. I love I that for too. her. <laughs> Me too. All right. So let's get into it. Now we're at the dance marathon. Yeah. I we never see the sun again. <laughs> We will never see the sun again in this episode. Don't worry. Um, Which is so interesting because this is supposed to start at six in the morning, and we know that the sun rises at like Stars Hollow (laughs) at six in the morning, and it is bright and sunny out. So, well, if it starts at six, it means they have to get there early because they do physicals. And well, and to be fair, this is post daylight savings time. Okay, fair. So the clocks have been pushed back. So I guess it could be. Oh, no. But if the clocks are pushed back, that means it's going to get lighter earlier. So nothing makes sense. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us, you know. We love to track the sun. That's what Gilmore you know visit yeah. is about. <laughs> yeah. But I love that Rory is already asleep. And it kind of, like, bookends exactly what they're about to go through because in just uh, 24 hours' time, she will also be asleep on Lorelei's shoulder yeah. for different reasons. But I love that uh, Rory goes, no, son. Well, he's not up yet. There's <laughs> nothing to see. Kirk's in a speedo. Taylor's in a skirt. Al's in assless chaps. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to close my eyes again. <laughs> I love. Oh, Al from Al's Pancake World in assless chaps. I don't know the man, but gosh, it's just great. <laughs> anyway. anyway. Al's really attractive. Maybe, Maybe he is. Yeah. I've always pictured him to kind of look like Caesar. I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know that I've ever not, pictured like, him. Um, not like not like yeah. heiress Caesar, like older man Caesar. Oh, okay. See, like I I, I like Caesar. the idea that like Al is just like this like really attractive cowboy. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, <laughs> and assless chaps. Yeah. But anyway, they come upon Babette because, like you said, they're about to get their physicals. Babette looks so cute I here. Know. Her little hat. Yeah. I oh. Love her so much, and then the when comes Suki comes up and says my one of my favorite lines him. of the whole episode. Wait, did you see Jackson's suit? Makes me want to ration sugar. Ration sugar. <laughs> that was Brett's favorite line too. <laughs> he laughed. He thought that was so funny. Killed me. Yeah, but we haven't seen Suki in a long time either. Yeah. Speaking of, you know, characters where um, it's been a few episodes since their last appearance, Suki. I can't yeah. remember the last time we saw Suki. Oh well, this is where we get a time reference. It's 5:30 in the morning. How can you already have a problem? There you go. So 5:30. There we go. <laughs> Well, last night I made cocoa van, so of course the subject of children came up. Of course, of course. <laughs> and this is when Jackson takes the opportunity to tell Suki that he wants four and four four kids in four years. What yeah. is she a gumball machine, Jackson? Four <laughs> years without a cocktail? No, ma'am. I know. My mom had four kids in six years. Wow, good for you, Kathy. I know. Dang. Yeah, I, that's a lot. Like, that's There's a, a lot, lot of us. For... <laughs> yeah, there, there are. Yeah, I used to always like joke. I'm like, I don't know how you went to the grocery store and left surviving because she would yeah. take all four of us with her because no that is like that is superwoman a right yeah. there. To have four kids in six years, wow! Yeah. Kudos to your mom. Yeah. Shout out to Kathy. Hey, Mom. (laughs) Hey, Kathy. But yeah, that is a lot. That's a lot to ask. And And probably a conversation that you should have before you get married. But just like, that's so intense on your body. That's what I'm saying. That is a lot on your body. Yeah. That means that you basically only have a handful of months, like three months. Let's say that you get pregnant in January, have a baby in September, you have like till the holidays for your body to recover from such a traumatic experience before you are getting pregnant again. Yeah. Dang. Well, I guess you could take six months. Are you about to map out how this works? I'm about to map out map out how this would work. I wonder but then if you'd there's to any of our listeners who that. have had four and four. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to know. And I'd be interested to know what your experience was like and if it really felt like you were putting your body through a lot or if you were grateful that you kind of like... Yeah got it any done kids you want to return <laughs> yeah <laughs> can't
1: Get stick them in seat. the attic no
0: ma'am <laughs> so they're approaching the line for the physicals like babette kind of sends them off to and rory says she's going to go in to uh say hi to lane while suki and Lorelai have this conversation where suki is basically seeking lorelei's advice and lorelei is like that's crazy that yeah. is crazy so we cut over to Rory and Lane. Lane is stirring up some eggless egg salad. Yeah. I love that this is like one of two pretty immediate back-to-back episodes where we're going to get some Mrs. Kim like alternative like vegan options of something what was the one the tofurkey oh, is what to we're come. about to get okay in i thought you to meant come a, in in a previous episode deep fried korean thanksgiving so it's like the eggless egg salad and the tofurkey on top of each other i'm like wow we're yeah. really getting a lot of options here lots of options for mrs kim though yeah. every time i watch this episode i want an egg salad sandwich i never want an egg salad sandwich but every time i watch I have, this, can i tell you i've never had egg salad really I've never had it in my life. Every time I see it, it looks gross and I've never touched it. Like huh. as a kid, it was very much a thing where I was like, I'd look at it and go, I don't want to eat that. That, tuna salad, potato salad, never had. Wow. We had a yeah. big conversation about deviled eggs in the last episode. <laughs> we did, yeah, because it seems to also be like a very big Southern yeah. oh,
1: food wow. experience. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Every
0: time I'd like, like, I never get a craving for an egg salad sandwich, but like every time I watch this, I'm like, oh, I want I want to go sit on the steps of the church and eat one with Dave Rogowski. Yeah, oh, (laughs) I I want to eat one at five thirty in the morning. (laughs) I would eat an eggless egg salad sandwich to sit on the church steps with Dave Rogowski. Yeah, who wouldn't? Anyway, I just love that Mrs. Kim is really on brand even for an all night event. Yeah, always it's great. And this is when we get the Dancing with the Devil pamphlets, which also puts Mrs. Kim very on brand for this all night event. Take one. (laughs) She's like, I will participate, but take one to your mother. so right as that scene is kind of concluding where turns around she goes to join Lorelai and it's perfect timing because they are about to step up and get their physicals done by this very interesting lady who we have never met and we come to find out is Stanley Appleman's wife yeah you don't look like you've suffered a face altering car car crash you're supposed to also have buck teeth a club foot and alopecia. Yeah, Stanley, my man. You really wanted to dance, didn't you? It's yeah. just so interesting because this woman's anger is being taken out like completely on the wrong person. She's so mad, and I'm like, "Lorelei, did nothing to you, yeah. M'lady. But anyway, at five thirty, who could be the bigger? Really person? funny. <laughs> it was just. It was very funny. I, yeah. I kind of loved that they threw this tidbit in there. Can we have someone else do our physical, please? <laughs> So then we go to the dance marathon proper in the gymnasium, stars Hollow High. And I wrote down this disco ball feels like a reference to They Shoot Horses, don't they? And it is. Oh, it's great. I love to know that reference. And like the MC is like the big, is one of like the big characters in it. And it feels like Taylor is like really hyping that up. You know, this is when he talks about the collapsing and just move off to the side. Yes, because in the Wikipedia description, they say that the Character of the MC is an opportunistic person who urges them on the whole time and plays like learns a lot about them yeah. to like psychologically deceive them, them and yeah. manipulate them. So it's interesting. Taylor didn't really do that. He just kind of like treated them all as a group. But yeah. it seems like this MC in the movie does it to Like he's reminiscent couples. of him. Yeah. 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 I love it. Now, when Lorelai picks up the numbers to put on the backs of their dresses, this reminded me about the conversation that we had with Valerie in our episode with her about them pinning the numbers to the backs of all of their costumes because they were vintage. Yeah. And them, like, ripping. Yeah. I wonder if they could have used tape. Did we talk about that? I can't remember. I think maybe so. We maybe did. I should have gone back and listened to it. And I meant to. And just kind of ran out of time. one of our besties can tell us what happened. Yeah. But... (laughs) Either way, she does have a nice little story about that in our episode with her. So if you haven't listened to it yet, definitely listen to our episode of Valerie Campbell, who was the key set costumer on Gilmore Girls and talks about this episode specifically. Yeah, because it's such a big deal. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then while Taylor is talking, if you notice, that's when we get the pictures of Kirk and his partner from prior years. I want to say it's like it's 2001, one, two thousand. 99 and 98 so we get four and then like the empty slot for whoever wins 2002 and that's when I genuinely was like why did Rory not bring Dean to this last year it was happening it's been happening but yeah anyway it's okay huh yeah that is weird that they would say it's his first one or like they could have been like Dean missed it last year Dean couldn't go last year yeah but it's okay and then, you know, after Taylor's speech, where he, of course, is like, move off to the side so that you don't get in the way of the other dancers. Of course. We see Luke. Luke with his coffee. Luke at his little coffee stand. And she's like, great. Now we have time for coffee. And he's like, it's not set up yet. It's six in the morning. Nothing says coffee like six in the morning. Which, like, um, why is it not ready, furnace. Luke?
1: Like, oh it's, hello. It's just... What did you
0: think people were going to do? But it's also just like, you just look like one of those things where you, like, tap the little, pull the little tab yeah. and put the coffee yeah. under it put the cup under it what i know what needs to be set up here (laughs) i know totally totally this is the question that i had for you You just said that he gave them a thermos is this one cup i wrote the same question down for you i said so is this one cup of coffee because rory starts drinking it they pour it after she says who do we send our kisses of gratitude to and she pours the thermos and there's one cup of coffee she hands it to rory rory drinks it but then when we cut to the you know next shot now Lorelai is drinking it, and she's on the floor holding the thermos. I consider this two cups of coffee. Okay. I have to imagine Rory drank one cup, and then Lorelai drank another. Okay, fair. I they're like Because are standing it. on the dance floor. That best services the entire season. <laughs> it really does. We need at least three cups of coffee per episode, or else it's a bust. Yeah, okay. No, I agree. <laughs> so two. I say we count this as two. And then we see, like, you know, people go by. We see Andrew and his date have entered the chat. Mm-hmm. They're going by. And... Kirk comes by with his partner. Yeah. And I live for this random rivalry between the two of them. Like, especially after in Haunted Leg, he was like, I want to ask you on a date. You're the most beautiful woman I've ever known. And I have this deep rivalry. What if. Ooh, I know that they weren't like setting it up, but I would have loved for it to have been like Kirk being like, Will you be my dance partner this year? And like set that up early. Ooh, and like yeah. he was like, I'm gonna ask you on a date because I want you to be my dance partner. And yeah. she rejects him. And so then the rivalry would then make a lot more sense because Yeah, for sure. Oh. But yeah. But I love the randomness of it. <laughs> Me like too. of course they just have this one isolated thing where they're complete enemies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hayley, I feel like most of our followers already know that we don't really drink alcohol, but we do love But I, again, I have to reiterate, I love the outfits on these women. They look so so good. Some of my favorite. yeah, looks unreal here. Like, the shoes, the hair, the dress is so perfect on her. It's blue, but, like, a a nice deep navy. They're very patriotic here. Yeah, it's very patriotic. Yeah, but I love it. I love that it's, like, subtly patriotic because Rory actually looks... well, I mean, this is such an. The decorations book for her. are not subtly patriotic. No, the, the decorations they <laughs> are definitely patriotic, but the women, yes, but yeah. the girlies, they are very subtly this, patriotic. This one's tied between like you jump, I jump, Jack for Rory with this one. Oh. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I love Rory's You Jump, I Jump Jack look. Yeah. This is just iconic because the episode is iconic. And she looks great. But yeah. her hair, all of it, it's just nice. But she was smart. She wore flats. Yeah, of course. Did you notice that? I oh. do like when her hair falls later and she has that one too. little piece. I kind of she's like that. that one piece. I like I that a little bit. Yeah, I do too. Oh, and then they do the countdown. Yeah. And, and we and get the, the music clock. Starts. The clock is very important in this episode. It really is. Yeah, it's going to tell. It's going to really aid in the storytelling of of all of this so it's six in the morning that's when it starts and that's when it ends the next day everyone starts dancing i love when the music starts and the whole sequence goes through like between kirk and his crazy (laughs) crazy dance moves the girlies kind of doing their own thing and like going underneath people's hands and stuff babette and maury suki and Jack. okay wait babette and maury is my favorite part because they do like their little dance and then maury ends and he has like bunny hands (laughs) He's just holding him there. And she's like, all right, I'm done. And he drops I'm done. Let's go. He's like, all right. But he just like, I was like, what was your next move, Maury? A a bunny hop. I don't know. It was so good. I turned to Brian. I said, this is my favorite part of this sequence. (laughs) He puts his leg over her. I'm done. Let's go. (laughs) It's just. she's Okay. She just wanted a little dancey dance. (sighs) I love, I love her so much. Someone on the Reddit thread, I read a Reddit thread um, Yeah, because you're on this, Reddit I now. For, <laughs> I am, but I was looking for something specific, which I will talk about later okay. in the episode as we move through this. And then someone was like, if I were Maury, I'd be like, you made me get up at five in the morning just to dance for two minutes and he leave. He loves her. He loves he that woman so anything. deeply. I, I know. I would not. Maybe I would maybe get we up for someone. Maybe all be so lucky. Like, would no, you get so up lucky. to just do, like, a quick little dance like that someone who with someone? Just... With Brett? Yeah. Oh. Totally. Well, Brett would want to dance for much longer because <laughs> Brett is a dancer. Yeah. He would like... <laughs> I would be like, I'm done. Let's go. And he'd be like, I'm going to stay. Yeah. <laughs> you dance. use your yellow card and he just stays. <laughs> He's still dancing at the end. And they're like, you're disqualified. He's like, I know. Just He's dancing. like, I know. He's I just okay. been dancing just on here. his own for 24 dance. Yeah. <laughs> We've had like for 12 24 egg egg hours, for 23 hours and 55 minutes. He has danced by himself and no one has been the wiser. <laughs> That's amazing. You've slept. You've showered. You've yeah. eaten so many egg sandwiches with David. I went home. I made a sign to yeah. cheer him on. I'm in the audience. I'm having a cup of Luke's coffee. And yeah. He's still going. Love. Oh, I could totally see Dead. it. Anyway, so after that whole opening sequence, it's great, but we cut to six hours in. Yeah. So it's noon, right? And I love that, you know, the girlies are having fun. They're still pretty, you know, animated, pretty active. Yeah. And Kirk comes by and Lorelai says, Why do you look so like he's she's like, Come on, Kirk, dancing is supposed to be fun. And he calls. When he's like doing his retort to her, he says something about like waving the shiny temple of silver importance in front of her, like referring to the trophy as that will be fun. Imagine like being so invested in this that you call a trophy the shiny temple of si- of silver importance. <laughs> I was like, I mean, wow, it means this so is deep. much to him. It really does, and that's like you know kind of what Rory's saying to Lorelai when she's like, you know, Kirk doesn't have anything he lives by himself he's a single guy you know like this is the one good thing in his life I wonder if he'll cry she yeah. says <laughs> Lorelai it's so funny she she is just like pulling out all the stops but yeah and then um they spot someone Dini babies hi Dini he's babies. Here. Lorelai calls him spectator kin spectator <laughs> Ken killed me but while they're talking to Dean is when Andrew gets into the fight with his date right they made it pretty far this year they really did but the thing is, is that Rory says, right on time. And I, if she hadn't said that, it would yeah. you know, have been, you know, they have no concept different. of time. Do yeah. They? <laughs> Honestly, I probably wouldn't either. But I love that they get into this fight because his date went on a date with Liam Neeson. Why would you ever tell me you went on a date with Liam Neeson? Why would you tell me that? And the way they end, because I was trying to be honest. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> good. And she's like, what Andrew, was the Andrew, <laughs> I can't stand Liam Neeson. It's so good what a random thing to like, throw in there what was she saying what, what did he yeah, ask like, her what did, did, have did yeah. she have to be honest about how did she have to be honest? because i was trying to be honest yeah <laughs> so good so do you think that he has a different day every year Yes, was this like his like on and off again person oh that like Andrew and his day every year have these fights and like maybe Andrew has like a you know well they won't they they did and now yeah because I'm not sure on and because Andrew definitely has a son in the school system because he talks about that in a town meeting with Jess it's the town meeting where they're all down on Jess I want to say it's uh, the ins and outs of ins because Mia's mm. there and there's controversy but Andrew says my son said he set off the fire alarms at school so he has a high school son Ooh. a high school age son and I'm just curious yeah if that means that he's like Dating around or that he has a girlfriend, has a partner. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Hmm. I want to know more about Andrew. I do, too. Father Andrew. Yes. (laughs) Yes, me, too. Anyway, so I'm not sure how to answer that question. I I would assume that it could be a different date every year. Like, that, no matter what happens, he gets into a fight with with his date every year. Yeah. Oh, I can't decide which one I like more. (laughs) I know. I know. Anyway. So Dean says he's going to sit and watch them. And that's when Laura goes, spectator Ken. And then <laughs> Jess and Shane enter the chat. Is this when the, they enter or is this when – um? Mm-hmm unauthorized persons on the dance floor but just before this kirk flips his date oh i didn't write down when that happened but yes i love i don't remember when that happens yeah it's just before that kirk flips his date and then like let me flip you (laughs) no (laughs) way you've already already flipped flipped. (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then i think after that is unauthorized persons on the dance floor this entrance was very weird like It it was it i get it here's the thing you know that i love this episode it's not of my favorite. But the energy between Jess and Rory is so unbelievably juvenile. Okay, this is what we were talking about, though, in the last episode mm-hmm. on uh, Patreon, is that we don't feel like this buildup between Rory and Jess from, like, the end of Suki's wedding till now really makes enough sense for them to have this moment. I know. that Like, it feels a little bit unearned between the two of them. Earned from Dean,
1: uh, like that's what like, i'm saying like, way late, like, but like
0: between the two of them like it didn't build and like slow burn enough from i guess that moment when they kind of had that fight in haunted leg like yeah we needed more from them because like the sprinkler scene kind of fell into it but then like the other things that were going on it just didn't feel like we were building to them yeah to, like them having this moment I completely so agree. when jess walks in you're kind of like okay, where are you guys at? You guys were literally just screaming at each other in the last episode. It, yeah. It's like you were yelling at each other in the last episode because Jess got the car, but the episode before that was the 8 o'clock at the Oasis sprinkler episode. Yeah. The episode before that was kind of the like friction between Rory and Shane because of one's got class and the other one dies. That and girl's a freak. That girl's a freak. And Jess doesn't really participate, but kind of watches. And then we hadn't, you know, before that was Haunted Leg when they're fighting yeah. in the grocery store. But it's like, and like i wanted the animosity yeah but i needed more like reminders like glances between the two of them Mm. glance bridge dinner if you will yeah of like reminding us that like these two want to be together Mm -hmm. but like they are like resisting it so much yes and i never really felt that and like i would have wanted to when he walked across the floor to be like oh Look here who's here. I and mean, I did feel that way, but. Yeah, of course, same. But I, I need to feel a storyline. And we've talked about how we would love to do an episode where we just completely rewrite just the Jessica. Slow and burn. Slow burn yeah. between episodes one through seven this of season one? three. Actually, I think Haunted Leg is pretty perfect as it is. Yeah. So, so I guess haunted leg episode to here, three to He walks now, across the floor. Yeah. I would love to do that yeah. because I just don't, I agree with you. I don't think that the buildup now in hindsight, really reflecting on it was strong enough yeah. or tension filled enough. Yeah. It was way too inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love a sprinkler scene. We love sprinkler oh. scene Jess, but it's well, kind of We'll that one in. No problem. Oh yeah. We'll yeah. keep it. So yeah. So when he comes in, I'm just kind of like, Ugh! I don't love yeah. this. I want to love this more. Mm-hmm. Because then when he sits down, I'm like, Jess, come on, man. This is so unfair to Shane. You literally Poor brought baby Shane here. I wish, I wonder how much I would have liked it more had he not brought Shane with him. I wish he would have come and then Shane would have come on her own. Yeah. Or- And so it- Seems like less like he brought her there to stare at Rory. He brought her there to stare at Rory and to just like make out with her in front of Rory. And I just think I that's so uncool in hindsight. Yeah. Like, that's a really dick move. Like, not, not, I'm just like, take Rory out of it to Shane. Yeah. Like, he was bad to Shane. That wasn't, and that he wasn't knows cool. it too. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what's worse about it is he says as much to Luke. And yeah. I'm like, dude, oh, our cotton candy. Practice princess. round. Yeah. See I think rate. that had he shown up alone. I think I, like, if it was if it was just Dean and Jess kind of, like, yeah. there in the same vicinity, I think it would have been different. But I just didn't like the way he treated Shane, and that put a bad taste in my mouth. Don't get me wrong. I love Jess still. No, still, yeah. Still I just Jess wish still. that Shane would have arrived on her own and, like, was seeking Jess's attention rather than being used to get Rory's exactly. attention to Jess. Completely agree. was a bit icky otherwise. So either way, they've entered the chat. Because you know who can't look away from him? Dean, mm-hmm. Mr. Deany, baby, he cannot look away from jazz. No, And understandably so, because he's like, what the hell is going on here? Because yeah. we have not gotten the two of them in the same room, like in the same space, I since think, there's since the there's the rub. mm Dean's looking at Jess. Jess is looking at Rory, and Rory is, is looking asleep. back at Jess. <laughs> yep, and Rory is kind of asleep. So then we cut to hour fourteen. So it's eight o'clock. That means that Jess and Dean have both been there for eight hours. They had to have left. They have been sitting in the same spot for eight whole hours. Someone got up at some point, right? I don't know. Some they had to get some water. Based Based they're on dehydrated the as fuck. they have in the next scene. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, here comes Jackson. Here comes Jackson. Here comes Jackson. Yes. And uh, he is miffed. he is pissed off. He, yeah. he is a bone to pick with Lorelai. He does. But we don't know why. Yeah. No, they leave it. They leave it kind of ambiguous. And then the runaround. The runaround. I just love that Rory has no idea what's going on. And I was like, "Have you literally never been here before?" Yeah. And Lorelai's like, "To I be block fair, this though, out every year she's been standing dancing for a long time." <gasps> That's have you true. Ever done a dance marathon? I have before? not. No, we actually had this conversation once. I did think we? maybe. Yeah. Oh, we did. Because okay. I talked about how the only like all night of that I've ever done for charity is Relay for Life oh right yeah because I did it with Children's Miracle Network and mm. like you don't dance the whole time you have to stand for 24 hours and like I can't imagine like where Rory's at at like 8 o'clock at night hour 14 like having to have been moving the whole time yeah oh no I'm sure so, that sounds maybe- horrible <laughs> kind of makes sense maybe she forgot what happened yeah. last yeah <laughs> honestly I get it I get it so Taylor of course explains as they're running around what's going on this chaos is incredible. I love when it. When it stops, nobody knows. When it knows. stops, nobody knows. You're getting too <laughs> much pleasure out of this, Taylor. And that's kind of the nod to the MC, like, yeah. from They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Getting way too much pleasure out of watching people absolutely, absolutely. suffer. But I love how much um, plot is happening. While the runaround goes on. It's amazing between Suki and Jackson and him kind of sharing with her, like, this is why I'm upset. And then Rory is like, I just want to take a moment to interject and tell you that I hate you. Thanks, honey. (laughs) And then Kirk is drafting them. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize when I married Suki, I married you, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which I guess I would understand. I can understand Jackson being miffed about that. But it's like, Suki. Suki exactly what Lorelai says Suki what'd you tell him she's like yeah kind of came out like that I'm sorry (laughs) yeah Suki yeah and then Jackson runs off the dance floor and Suki waves her yellow card in the hand like I got it for the both of us and Taylor's like you can't do that that's against the rules and she's like I don't care I'm leaving it's great Rory says I think I'm gonna die yeah and then she said, this is fun. Uh-huh. Big fun. Uh-huh, big fun. That's but another not one I they say. like Yes. Yeah, someone also uh, called in saying that they, they say that. Big fun. Uh-huh. Big fun. <laughs> but, you know, they fall on the floor, of course, because now they have a 10-minute break. Right. And again, this is when we get like a full shot of Lorelei like, and her outfit, because she's, like, laying on the floor, like, flat Stanley. And I just, I love her shoes. (gasps) Stanley. Flat Stanley. Huh. Interesting. I love her shoes. I love her dress. This is when Rory tries to kick her. And we see that Rory's wearing flats, which was very smart. And she's like, I'm trying to kick you, but I can't reach. I'll owe you one. (laughs) It's so good. And then... Where he says, I'm going to go get us some sandwiches because Lorelai is going to try and find Jackson and Suki to settle all of this right. in 10 minutes. If I were both of them, yes, the sandwiches, but it would be coffee, sandwiches, and like literally laying down. Yeah, lots of sitting lots down. Lots of sitting. So we go into Miss Patty's, which is where all of this is set up, where we had been for the physicals. And Jess approaches Lane's sandwich station.
1: Go away, yeah. Jess.
0: Nobody asked for a Tony Monero wannabe to drop by. Tony Monero is John Travolta's character in Saturday Night Fever. And can you imagine? Can you imagine like put Milo in that put Milo in that outfit for all of the, us, please? The wickedly talented the wickedly Jess talented. Mariano. <laughs> But you know it's interesting. We don't get a lot of Jess and Lane, and the last time that we did was in the last episode, "Take the Deviled Eggs," where they were fighting. Lane in the streets. Is, yes. <laughs> they were tussling in the streets, and I loved every second of it. But I love that Mrs. Kim comes up to him. Who are oh, you? This is my favorite moment, Jess. Ma'am. Ah, oh, I love it. This is like this is who Jess needed. Jess Loki needed to go stay with Mrs. Kim. Oh. She would have gotten him on the straight and narrow. Oh, I know. I know. I need the Jess Mrs. Kim sitcom. I really do. Oh, it's so good. Who are you? Jess. Ma'am. Ma'am. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Love. But this is when Rory comes up and I'm just like, Ugh, these little this fights the between the two of them showdown. are so yucky. Because like I said, this is the first time that Dean and Jess have literally spoken to each other, interacted with each other since there's the rub. Yeah. That's the last time we saw them look at each other and say words. This is w- worse. Yeah. <laughs> and like, then Shane comes in and, sh- you know, Jess pulls her in and says, "Stop! Stop! Stop!" Oh my God. Yeah, oh, I don't like this. You can't all. control when you look at me, but you have to force yourself to look at him. Sorry, man, that's gold. That was actually really. <laughs> that was really good funny. <laughs> that was a Mariano. very valid point. When she says that, I was like, "Very bad, bad." But bad, when bad. Shane says, "Who are you? Get a life," I'm like, "Who are you, body valid. lady? Get a life." But also, like, I kind of wish that she would have. I don't know, been like. I don't reference the fact that like the yeah. two of them don't like each other. They've been like you're the, in You're the dick you're from the beauty freak. shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just feel bad for Shane and Dean here because yeah. Dean's watching what's happening and he knows exactly what's going on. And I though know. I have brought up the point several times that Dean could have left at any time, you know, I think that seeing this play out in front of him, he hasn't seen Rory and Jess interact since there's the rub. Yeah, and Rory's just being like when he puts his arm around Shane and, and then Rory does it to Dean. Him. But, like, good for Dean Ugh. for literally being like, Rory, get your stuff, let's go. Like, I'm not playing this game. Nope. Yikes. But um, when when he does say that, Jess goes, ooh, that was good. Now say, get in there and make me my supper. It's kind of foreshadowing for Dean and Lindsay. Like, not, no. Yikes. A little glimpse A little very bit, yes. for what's to come. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, they do eventually leave. And I just hate that, like, Jess immediately – unlatches from shane is like i'm gonna go get a soda <sighs> oh that Shane's like unfair. what the fair yeah she's like what's going on oh yeah. again i just feel really bad for them here so then we cut back into stars hollow high where Lorelai is looking for jackson and suki and she approaches the little coffee stand that luke is now you know thank god has up and running <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a scene that i could very much recite Similarly to Sadie Sadie, season two, episode one, I loved this scene as a kid with Jackson being like, that is that is if it's okay with Lorelai or Luke or that strange man in the corner who I've never met. It's just like it's very Amy. This dialogue is very like bantery back and forth between the four of them. Very... Or like my childbearing arrangements between me and Suki. And Luke says And, and the Lord. Lord. You're not helping. <laughs> Still not helping? Yeah, I know. I'm also surprised that Lorelai like, didn't get a cup of coffee through all this. I know she was very preoccupied with the fact that like Jackson is confronting her and yeah. Suki's, you know, There's like the trying coffee to help. But like stand. Right at the coffee stand, Mama. Get a little cup yeah. of coffee. I was like waiting for it. I was like <gasps> I know. I know. No, no she no doesn't coffee. just a sandwich. But I love Luke here. I love the little quips. He's very much like the Dean in the earlier scene where it's just like he's providing some sort of like balance to everything. Yeah. Cause he's like, four and four is crazy. Four and four is crazy. I'm sorry. Drop another sucker in this mess. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but like the way that, you know, Rory then comes in, Jackson leaves, Suki follows him. Rory comes in. She's got the sandwiches. They're called back to the dance floor. I'm like, are these two about to eat sandwiches while they're dancing without any coffee? Eggless egg salad sandwiches while you dance? Yeah. What a moment. I wonder if they can, like, dance by and reach their arm out for Luke, Ooh. knowing for a while that they're not going to give him that dollar. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they never pay him for anything. No. So why would this <laughs> be any different? I know. So. Here we go. This is it. This is the twenty-three moment. hours have lapsed. It is now five a.m. according to the clock. Six couples remain, and this is when we get punch drunk Taylor. Who wants to be a magician? Who wants to be a magician? This was the other thing that Rory said. She that- did, and it did in fact come true. But yeah. I love it. It's so good, and I also love Patty entertaining his antics. It's gorgeous. You can tell she does yeah. this year after year. She's like, I know, honey. Yep. Uh huh. Have you ever levitated a Rottweiler? (laughs) No, I haven't. Mm, Okay. Yes. (laughs) Tries to take the megaphone, though. Uh, Yes. What are you doing? Guards. Guards. (laughs) And then we cut back to Lorelai and Rory where, you know, they're dancing. She says, tell me a joke. Knock, knock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this comes the heel snap of her. Much like the bend and snap. The bend and snap. (laughs) It's the heel snap. Brand new. From 1943? <laughs> I love that she, from the 1940s. But I just bought them Tuesday. She said they hadn't been worn a lot. Well, not a lot in 60 years is still a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Rory is just Paragory. like <laughs> giving no fucks, I love. But Lorelai, you know, is like going to use her yellow card, going to go get her shoe fixed. I'm curious why she didn't just take her shoes off. At this point, if I were in heels 23 hours later, take your shoes off. That is very fair. I take my shoes that off is... after an hour of being somewhere. Opening night for Bad Cinderella, those shoes came off. They're <laughs> gone. You, you didn't give any context for that. <laughs> you just said, I'll take my shoes off I'm dripping being an hour somewhere. Anywhere. Tara's walking. Timer goes <laughs> off. Our <laughs> shoes <laughs> off. I just mean for an event. If I have heels yeah. on. Wedding, wedding. Dancing. Those, those sort shoes of thing. are coming off, y'all. Yeah. No, Tara, that was a very, very fair point, but... This is, like, classic, to it for the plot. No, for sure. But I also honestly wonder if one of the rules was you have to be wearing shoes. Like, Taylor would be the kind of person mm -hmm. to be like, we're not, like, covering any of you if a piece of something gets stuck in your foot. You have to be wearing shoes at all times. This could have been one of the rules. Yeah. I was about to say, like, they could have made that. And then when it snaps, she's like, well, I have to go get my shoe fixed. Mm -hmm. Because you're so right. She just could have ditched them. Yeah. um, And done the last hour. Yeah. Except then she sets up the drama. Well, of course she had to. She sets up the drama. Of course, that was already stewing. I have some thoughts and feels. Anyway, so she does a really flawless job with you know problem solving very quick. She uses her yellow card. She calls Dean over. She has him hold Rory up because she's like, "Nope, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) The team needs you." (laughs) I used to quote that all the time when I was a kid. The team needs you, Dean. What team? Pick a team. It needs you. It's just like so, Amy, so Lorelai, so gorgeous. Yeah. But she leaves, and and worries like I'm sorry about this. Like I hope this is okay. And he's like, Yeah, this is great because I can tell he like they it. haven't gotten this because she's so checked out because she's so fixated on this guy who's literally sitting on the bench. Yeah. Right near. He them. loves a cuddle. That guy. He does. Poor sad Dean. I again yeah. like. I know this is very off brand for me, but I feel for Dean in this episode. No, yeah. Like this is I'm shocked. I know. That on your favorite episode you have so much. I'm I'm having some sympathy Dean for, love. for not love, more sympathy. Okay, that was a that was a very big word yeah. to use. Yeah, no You've got more. Some sympathy. Dean sympathy. Yeah. That's some sympathy for Dean baby. I do. I do. So Lorelai runs over to Luke. <laughs> he's right. such a little curmudgeon. I think that one's a goner, ma'am. <laughs> to that woman who's like trying to like rehydrate her partner. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> But I love that when Luke, when Lorelai goes running up to Luke, she's like, can you fix my shoe? Do I look like a cobbler to you? If I say yes, will you fix my shoe? (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. And we love glue. We love glue. I wouldn't say that too loudly if I were you. Um, So he says he's going to go back to the diner to get glue, which is right across the street because Brett was like, how did he get there and back so fast? I was like, to be fair, Stars Hollow High is literally across the street from Luke's diner. But record time, he sprinted. See it through the window. Mm -hmm. He ran. He ran for his girl, I know. But in the interim, Suki approaches and she's like, you know, this is what happened and I'm sorry. And, you know. She's still dressed. Okay, this is where I'm confused. I understand we had to wrap up the Suki bit. It's 5 in the morning and you're still dressed like you were yesterday at 6 Mm -hmm. a.m. You've been in this outfit for 24 hours. You, like, fix things with your husband. Clearly not ready to get started on 4 and 4. Yeah. But I was just like... What are you doing here? Yeah. I meant you changed your clothes. <laughs> yeah, I know. But what I love that she says to her here, that Suki says to Lorelai here, is that she's like, now tell me what I want. And that's yeah. like so me. I'm like, just I don't know what I want. So you tell me what I want. <laughs> tell me what I want. <laughs> because He's Lorelai, a protest man. They'll never find the body. But the squash <laughs> will be especially chatty that year. Yeah, because Lorelei seems to be a person, you know. Give or take some, of course, some storylines throughout this entire series that, like, is pretty definitive on the things that she wants. And when you have a friend like that, it's really easy to turn to them with your problems and for them to, like... Give you the advice that allows you the space to figure out what you want. And it's just so interesting that that's kind of the dynamic between Lorelai and Suki, even though in the past we've seen Suki be that person for Lorelai. Yeah, I was about to say that. And I would say, I don't know that I feel like that's true about you. Of like you saying, tell me what I want. I feel like you know what you want most of the time. That's true. But I sometimes need someone to say it for me For me to confirm like, yeah, this is what I want, you know, like when you're kind of torn between a few things, but you need a friend who's going to be like, you don't really want that. I know that you know that. And you're like, yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah, You just kind of almost (laughs) need someone else to say it out loud first. But yeah, you're right. I tend to know what I want. I think my gut is usually pretty clear, um, but sometimes I need that little extra push. Which is what Suki definitely needs here. For sure. Because she definitely doesn't want four and four. And I'm glad that she said something to Jackson about that. But it's interesting because they do go on, as we all know, to have two kids, three. Maybe. When when Jackson, you know, lies to her about the vasectomy. So it's very interesting that that is kind of a theme where Jackson is still trying to, like, get her to have more kids than she's necessarily ready for. Oh, Yeah. In a very a bad interesting. way that comes back in a, back in a way. bad way it really does it really really does so i wrote down here fast glue retrieval because yeah. luke makes it back pretty quickly yeah we've got to get this whole sequence done in 13 minutes come on luke get back literally well to be fair so if you account for the fact that we looked at the clock at five o'clock we pan over to patty and taylor and then back to the I think, girlies. That was probably three minutes, right? I think we get back to Dave and Lane about like five ten. Yes, we get so, back to them at five ten. Yeah, or the scene after that when they cut to the clock is five ten. Yeah. So, anyway, Luke starts gluing together Lorelai's shoe and sharing with her like, "Hey, I just want to let you know I'm not that anti kid because he loves her and he wants to have he wants her to have his babies. I know. He's like, I just want to let you know I come off very anti kid, and she's like, well, you don't have you don't have to want to have kids and he's like yeah I know but if I ever met the right person Mm, which makes the revival really strange it does it does but the energy is so palpable here yeah oh we love do you think it took them too long to get together like by the end of four that we don't see them together for a whole season and a half after this yeah no because well you could argue yes and no maybe it could have gone a little bit quicker but I kind of like that they don't get together until Rory is off to college and that they kind of go through other relationships, him with Nicole, her with Alex, then Jason. Jason, yeah. You know, like they kind of have space for that first until you're like, oh no, you're the one I want to be with. That's fair. I do like getting to see Luke in a different relationship that really doesn't fit him. Rachel. Yeah, completely agree. So here's where things start to get a little weird. So they sit down off to the side, right? They're in the gymnasium. Taylor's in the background. Where did they go? I really wish that they had taken this conversation elsewhere. He was like, I need you to come to the diner because this glue isn't strong enough. Something like that to justify where Lorelai went that she missed Dean breaking up with Rory in the gymnasium. Right. That's That's why I wonder if there was a deleted scene here. I actually Googled Mm. to see if there was and I couldn't find anything on it because I want to say that something had to have taken her out of the gymnasium for those 10 minutes. Yeah, There's no way she was sitting there while this was happening. It would have made more sense if like she was walking out with Luke, ran into Suki, Mm -hmm. who had changed her clothes. Yes. (laughs) They were outside then. And then she is talking to Luke they're having this conversation and they go and like they cross paths with Lane who's mm. sitting on the step outside mm-hmm. that like continuously would have made more sense I think I completely agree and the continuity of Lorelei not being there would have would have made a lot more sense yeah yeah totally Speaking of Lane, she's sitting on the steps Friend. and this is when we get a little Dave Rogowski. But Dave Rogowski, what in the world are you doing here at five o'clock in the morning? And okay, why are see, we justifying that with your parents being a Bible study at five? That's in the, the cutest part of this is that like Dave wanted to come see this thing. And this is when I guess he made time to do it. So he missed her, wanted to come here. So he's like, I'm going to go at 5 a.m. Like. I know Dave. <laughs> it is cute. Davey, fucking but kidding But I me? just like—I can't believe that his—that Mrs. Kim is like, oh yeah, his parents are at private Bible study at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that makes oh, sense. I love that. I just love that she just goes with it. She's like, yeah, like a good a good boy would have parents who go to Bible study at five in the morning. Yeah, before they even start their day, they're at private Bible study for sure. So oh. we learn two things here. Lane is not with the band right now. Right, and he needs get this her. whole band thing figured out. And I miss you. Mm. Do you miss me? (laughs) I love it. But what a save from Dave Rogowski, speaking of, you know, even though the story about his parents being a private Bible study is a little, like, what it's five in the morning yeah. but he knew what to do he knew exactly what to do and how to get mrs kim on his side immediately which makes me wonder what his parents are like oh yeah because because it seems like dave like as a person is like you know like predisposed to be someone that mrs kim likes mm. based on his like i hate coffee like mm. the carbonation soda freaks me out like just like going through like who he is or who he describes himself as for sure he seems like you know like pretty good kid yeah and knowing immediately what to do here oh it just makes him so much more attractive oh it's person. so good yeah it's so well done he's like so if i'm not back <laughs> in the next 20 minutes, minutes I'll be on the church steps over there. It's so good. Telling my parents about the amazing sandwiches they missed out on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mrs. Kim is like, wide-eyed, like, yes. (laughs) I love it. I hope he comes back. He seemed hungry. Yeah, I just love it so much. It was so cute. And face. She's just like, I cannot believe that. Like, he did that for me. I know. Yeah, baby girl, he's going to do a lot for you. He's about to do a lot for you. Yeah. We don't see much of it, but... We see enough. Yeah. Oh. So, man. we cut back to the dance marathon. It is now five ten. It's five ten. So, if you account for maybe a couple minutes, Lorelai's not quite up with her ten minutes yet. But is anybody really keeping track of that? Taylor is fast Truly asleep. Not. Yeah. I think Patty is almost asleep. But suddenly, Rory is awake. Hello, Rory. Thank you for yeah. joining the conversation. Because she is so miffed that Jess is sitting there staring at her. Now, listen. Plot aside. Two people just making out at a dance marathon at five o'clock in the morning in an open gymnasium is weird as fuck. (laughs) And and like the scene prior, like I guess it was like four minutes ago, Shane was like laying asleep on the bleacher yeah so no they kind of talk about this and they do it a little later where they talk about this as if this happened over a large span of time when it really only happened within a couple of minutes and they give yeah. us that span of time which is so interesting but speaking of shane i hate the way rory talks about shane i know does she shane does she hates see it herself too. does she know what she looks like what she looks great she looks quite really frankly. good honestly she wears Our cute clothes and her hair looks good she's really cute but like this influenced me so much as a kid. I was like, yeah, Shane's not great. Shane's this, and it's like, no, what are you talking yeah. about? No, Rory, no, like, you're Dude. mean. She's being so mean, and they're just the two of them are being so irritating here. Yeah. And this is when Dean drops his speech. He's like, I'm not her boyfriend anymore. Like this is the Rory only starts time the Jess rant. Yes, and then Dean's like, "Uh, uh, Uh -uh. none of this. I'm done. I'm out." And like the whole time that he's talking to her and like basically laying it out in spades for her, she goes, "What's obvious? What did I do? What do you mean? Have you have you been paying attention even just within the last five minutes? Yeah, you've been paying attention to him since he got to town. Yes, oh, he's been. You've been into him. He's been into you and Shane." This doesn't make any sense. Like it I doesn't. had to, I had to and go this back and watch this. has never made sense to me. Even as a kid, I remember being like, "That wasn't a complete sentence. That wasn't a complete thought." Yeah, you've been into him, and he's been into you, and Shane. Who, by the way, who should be listening to this because it's so damn obvious. Because it sounds like she's saying he's been into you, and Shane. Yeah, but it's like I can't figure out what the what the tone. But the there inflection is. of it, I guess, should have changed. Then yeah, you're into him, and he's into you, and Shane. Who, by the way, should be listening to all this? Like, it's it's yeah. hard. It was just, it was an interesting line. And I've felt that way since. Is it like a call out? Like, you've been into him. He's been into you. And then it's like a turn. And Shane, like, you should be listening to this. Like, it's not yeah, you Yeah, but it wasn't structured that way. It yeah. wasn't structured that way. Unless Jared said the line incorrectly, which wouldn't make sense because they were so, they were such sticklers about continuity and yeah. dialogue. Consistency. It feels like more of like a call out, but like, yeah. it's just like, I like paused. I was like, rewind. Okay. Yeah. No, that, that line has always bothered me since I was like young. <laughs> Cause I'm like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. That made no sense. What you just said made it absolutely no sense. It's kind of like that line again, to reference the ins and outs of ins and that town meeting that they have. Remember when Luke goes, what I'm doing with what I'm dealing with that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Lorelai's like, what until there's like i didn't get the last part like, yeah. they're all like that didn't make any sense what you just said yeah. that's kind of how it feels um he's what in I'm the dealing heat of the with moment. being a problem that i don't even think i have what like that like that's kind of how it felt it felt like that energy yeah. and maybe they did that on purpose where they're like you know what sometimes people talk like this but no i, I think know. that's true i think he's just in the heat of it that he's just like you're into him he's into you and like shane listen to this like he's just like it's just a stream of consciousness of like he's angry and justified oh i just don't think he was justified to do this at five in the morning in front of the whole town well i mean the most of the town's asleep That's true, but people were watching, and that's the part of it that has me a little bit like, he didn't need to break up with her like that. But at the same time, I totally understand. Rewatching this episode and looking at the way that, you know, Rory and Jess keep, like, going at each other and using their partners to make each other jealous or to, like, you know, dig in at each other, super unfair. You're playing with people's emotions here. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't – I never love the way that Dean reacts to things. It's always in anger, but – With this one, this is where I kind of issue the slow collab after he leaves. I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, like this is this is the reference to the title. They shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Yeah, you put him out of your misery and let him be with Jess, exactly, just as they do with horses. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But no, this is like one of those moments where I'm like, mean Dean, but great television great you make for television. some great television you really do her. <laughs> yeah and also like good for him for finally walking away this yeah. relationship was no longer serving him and i think that it needed to happen and she was never going to do it and then miss number 67 is just left there standing mm-hmm. i don't see a yellow card um, <laughs> excuse me miss whose name i don't remember right now wow <laughs> taylor is two sheets to the wind so then she slowly walks away and she goes to the bridge and she's sitting there. She goes to Jess's bridge. Yeah. We love. Do you think she went there with the intention of him maybe following her? I don't know. I don't know what she thought was going to happen because mm. um, I would have been humiliated. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe she just wanted to leave. Yeah. I'm just surprised she didn't go home or go to find her mom who is we don't know where. Yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> <Lorelai, laughs> <He's> M-I-A. <finished. laughs> But I love that she does go to their bridge, Jess's bridge. But like the last time that she was there sitting in that spot was with Jess in a Tisca a tasket. And where he said, Dean's an idiot. And now Dean's an idiot. Now it's Dean's a jerk. Yes, he is. But I am glad that Rory finally admits to what she did. She's like, "No, yeah. he he's not a jerk. He was completely right. He yeah. was right about everything, everything he said." Yeah. Well, wasn't he? Oh, and he just looks at her. But you can tell Milo's such a great actor and that you can tell the like underlying nuance of this is like the second I say this, this is going to be real. Yeah. This His is going to be real. When he said he was right, when Roy mm. says he was right. Mhm. I just love the, "Well, wasn't he? He was right about me and mm-hmm. Jess. He was right. All of it." So what now? <sighs> And then he says, okay, I gotta go take care of something. And this is where we think Jess may have unalived Shane, but who's yeah. to say? <laughs> this is when Jess has a mafia hit on Shane. Oh, our cotton candy princess. <gasps> oh, sleeping with her. The fishes. with her well. <laughs> we really do. I know. Now, even as a kid, the end of the scene where, like, you know, Jess walks away and Rory just kind of, like, stares. I always thought that the shot on Rory maybe, like, lingered a little too long. Like, they rolled the tape so a little too, too long. And Alexis is looking out to the crew like, are we cut? Just, like. <laughs> I even thought that literally at the age of, like, 14 was, like. Wide eyes. Wide-eyed, like, are we done? Is the yeah, scene over? Just waiting Can we for Can we go home now? <laughs> like, tour guard Barbie at the end. Literally. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Tuesday, too. Goodbye. Goodbye now. Oh yeah, that's genuinely how it feels. So we cut to the final scene. Yeah, we're back. It in is five thirteen a.m. So that's why I think that like this is just about approaching exactly ten minutes that Lorelai would be gone if you would count yeah. for a couple minutes between like the chatter with Taylor and the f- the heel breaking. But from the breakup to the bridge to back, that happened in three minutes. Literally, did Corey sprinted to the bridge, sprinted minutes. back? Yeah and so we see the last couple go down right which this last couple that goes down if you watch closely they're in the entire episode throughout, like very close to Lorelei. And are they the ones that are behind her yes. in check in? Yeah. Yes. It's so interesting how they featured them in a lot of ways. And like also um, when the dancing begins, she's the one with like her legs kicking up in the air. Like they yeah. kind of do the back thing. They hired two professional dancers. <laughs> I know. It reminds me a lot of Grease in that way. It's oh, very yeah. much like the same moves that they do in the movie. But yeah, they're the last couple standing with Kirk and Donna Delaney which is the name yeah. of Kirk's partner we find out I love how they announce it winner is Donna Delane and Kirk, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> one name like Not Madonna Kirk yeah, yeah exactly just like Cher and so <laughs> of the patty's like Taylor, wake up! It's over! It's over! And then Lorelai comes out of absolutely nowhere. Where has she been? Yeah, like, literally, just her she card. just comes out of nowhere. But yeah. what Patty says to her when, when Lorelai's like, "No, I saw my card." Patty, where's Rory? Oh, she ran off the floor a little while ago. Like a little second ago. It's go. been three minutes. Yeah. And also, you literally just watched her get broken up with. There was no way Patty was not paying attention. No, Patty knew exactly what was <laughs> happening. There is I no love way. How- for 23 hours, they all managed to keep this together. Yeah. And in that 13 minutes. In 13 less than minutes, four minutes, everything really apart. blew up. Yeah, Genuinely. So they announce that Kirk is the winner. Lorelai turns around, sees Rory, who's about to fall apart. And I just, Kirk in the background, starting his victory lap as Lorelei holds Rory in the middle of the floor. One of the, of of the, course, the best genius, scenes. Comedic gold. Like, like the the wide shot of that is just like so But incredible. even the close-up when like they're having a really serious moment and like Lorelai grabs Rory and you just see Kirk go by in the background is so good yeah it's and so they pull good out. oh yeah so brilliant perfect and that's they shoot Gilmore's don't they yeah wow they they certainly do don't they? they certainly do what a gorgeous episode good episode that's one of those ones that like i remember coming home when it was on abc family and like they shoot gilmore's would be on and i'd be like oh my god what a good evening i know what a good evening folks it's so it's so good (laughs) welcome to my entire evening it's gonna be this yeah it was only 5 p.m but i was like it's gonna be this yeah but then usually like let the games again would be immediately after Mm, so mm -hmm. you'd have like a double feature of just like incredible evening you're like well folks let's all sit down and enjoy this one it's so, so good. good. So we got three cups of coffee, which brings us to 16 for the season so far in seven Episode episodes. seven. Not too okay. bad. Not too shabby. No. We average about like three... Cups of coffee in episode. We did have one where we didn't have any cups of coffee. I that know. Was in one We've been struggling this season. Yeah, but we'll see how it shakes out. I still think I aimed too high because I had a lot of high hopes for coffee in this season. Yeah, but we really did. That's okay. <laughs> no, I think yours is going to be very close. You guessed 73 total. I guessed 84. Yeah. Mostly because I just wanted to go with the year that Rory was born. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It felt very on brand. I was like, let this be lucky for me. Yeah. We'll see yeah. You in the next episode. Maybe they have a lot of coffee in the next one. Yes, in the next few So where we're headed right now in season three is actually really exciting. The next episode, of course, is Let the Games Begin, which we will be releasing to our super cool party people tier on Patreon in lieu of releasing They Shoot Gilmore's Don't They and our recap on that publicly we will be releasing Let the Games Begin to that tier on Friday. Yes, but we have so many fun episodes. Like the one next week, a deep fried Korean Thanksgiving. Like, are you kidding me? I, know, I Like, know. These are some of the best episodes. I know. I totally agree. So if you aren't already joining us on Patreon, you have a couple options as to how you can join. We have three different tiers. The 6 a.m. crowd gets one episode each month and it is starting at the beginning of the series in season one, which we did start releasing those episodes in January. So it's not as far along as our other tiers, but you do get one episode a month for $3 a month. For $5 a month with our Life and Death Besties tier, you get two episodes a month. And I believe they're somewhere in the middle of season one. Yeah, we're almost to the end of season one with the Life and Death Besties. Yes. And then for our $8 a month tier, which is super cool party people, they have access to all episodes so they're completely caught up and they're with us here in the middle of season three honestly one of the best times in the series oh it's so so good i can't wait it, speaking of best episodes in season three for lorelei gilmore's birthday her birthday is next tuesday i can't believe it and we'll be celebrating her birthday with an episode all about lorelei gilmore and we'll have more to say on that in the next episode <music> If you want more Gilmore to Say, join us on Patreon, where you can listen to our spoiler-full rewatch podcast, Gilmore Revisited, where we're currently watching season three. You can also join us for live watches, our community Discord page, and get monthly merch discounts to our old-fashioned merch shop at gilmoretosay.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Gilmore to Say podcast, where you can stay up to date on all things Gilmore to Say.